Tuesday night. How are you? That's not bad, mate. Tuesday night, that's right. Tuesday night delight. If Elton John wrote a song about Tuesday night instead of Saturday night, what do you reckon it would be about? Because Saturday night's all right for fighting, he Mm. thinks. Tuesday doesn't really have a... Tuesday night's all right for a bit of chicken tikka masala and rice, or a bit of like... That doesn't really fly off the tongue, though, does it? No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't. Tuesday nights. They're a bit average, aren't they? Oh look, it's just another day you got to enjoy. It's just fair. I've um, I'm tr- I'm moving away from pessimism in my life, and I'm trying to be much more optimistic you? about things. Never. I am. I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm trying to th- like the things that actually matter. I'm always going to be pessimistic about my sports teams, but like I don't look at Isn't Mondays that, as a Monday anymore. Monday's just a great day. You know well, what I mean? TGIM, mate. Thank God it's Monday. Um, I know. Well, thank God it's every day. But, I mean, isn't that the just the life of being a sports fan, that you never, <laughs> ever feel that your team's going to win or going to do great things? You always got to well, have that. Yeah. You have to be pessimistic. Glass Otherwise, half empty, look on it, you know what I mean? Well, speaking of glass half empty, fucking Jaden Braley has ruptured his Achilles, so he's out for between five and eight months. So I saw you post cap- that on uh, my page the other day. Skipper down. Um, followed by who the fuck's going to play there? Probably Chris Randall, but it's something that I didn't want to have to go through. Bloody this time of the year. Something you weren't ready for. You weren't prepared. Well, for I, well, I didn't prepare myself for a torn, ruptured Achilles in uh, bloody January. Are you kidding me? It was very early, mate. Very early. For, they say between five and eight months, but like, it's. I feel like the Achilles <coughs> is like the worst thing yeah. to do. Connor Watson did it two years ago as well. It's like, so it's hard to Achilles recover. Can you imagine trying to run on a torn Achilles? Oh, listen to me. There's nothing good about it. Like you can't walk. <laughs> you know what's a good movie? Troy. Troy is a Great. good movie. I with literally Achilles. was thinking of that because of Achilles. Yeah. Yep. That movie when he fucking stabs old mate at the very start, and then oh, geez, Brad Pitt's got a good rig in that movie too. Great hair. Oh, thick. Probably a wig. Luxurious. No, that wouldn't be a wig. I reckon that's all him. You reckon back in, those, back in those days, they were legit. It's like I had the. Um, I've had this conversation with a lot of people that um, the reason why they loved Lord of the Rings so much and they didn't love The Hobbit oh, was not because oh. so much of the story and that. It's because that in Lord of the Rings, the, the orcs and all that are legitimate people, legitimate costumes. Whereas yeah, yeah. in The Hobbit, it's CGI. Well, and it just doesn't w- feel the same. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have that. Um, it, it, Lord of the Rings has a real special. Pl- it, it's my favorite movie trilogy ever. Lord of the Rings. It's. It has my. It has my heart. It's got a real. Ooh, taking the Hobbit's two eyes and guys. Feel of love about it. Where the Hobbit is, it is CGI. It's a bit lifeless. It's a bit dead. It's a bit. Yes, it's a setup for the greatest story of all time. But it's a. It's an unnecessary setup. It's. Like, well, the fact that he they made they stretched three movies yes, out of one out of book. one book, yeah, and that, it's not even a long book. Mm. The book itself is is not even that long. They stretched fucking that when the hobbits show up at bloody Bilbo's house and start singing and carrying on. That that is like fucking two paragraphs in the book, and it goes for about twenty five minutes. <laughs> it's awful. Although it's Bil- the worst Bilbo scene. in uh, the Hobbit is better than Frodo in All the Rings. Uh, yeah, Frodo's a little bit of a bitch. Frodo deserves a punch. Frodo is a bitch in The Hobbit, but he is... 
a wannabe tough guy in Green Street Hooligans. <laughs> That's a good movie, though. Green Street Fooligans. Um, great movie. I've been recently, so I think you've told you this, but I've been going through all the Marvel stuff, and, and I mean, when I say all the Marvel stuff, I mean from the start, aka Howard the Duck. I'm up to Spider-Man 2, which I'd never seen before. Really Ooh. like it. Really, really like You're it. You go on the OGs with Toby. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going through it all. I'm yeah. chipping away. It's my goal this year to watch everything from Marvel by the 31st. Yeah, well, of December. that's a good goal to have because they're all. There's all. Look, there's a couple of duds in there, and you'll find your you'll find your duds. But a uh, lot of solid movies in there. Lots been, of great well, ones. I didn't think I'd like Daredevil as much as I do. I really thought he was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty excited to watch the show, which is it's down the list, but still, it's it's going to be watched. It's been a nice little start. Yeah, mate. You've um, got, you got to start somewhere. Well, you've got to start somewhere. You may as well start from the bottom. Drake said, started at the bottom, now we're here. Something about any Hile team's fucking here, but I don't know how the rest of that song goes, but you can start like that. <laughs> so you're starting at the, at the uh, Marvel bottom. Howard the Duck. 1988, Howard the Duck. It's where I started. And what a weird movie. It's got okay. duck boobs in it. it. It's fucking creepy. Very strange. It's a very unusual movie. Um, we... Should, we might do a bit of a hodgepodge because we you have could to. be so a little bit, uh, a little bit. To baby get number two next week, so we better be um, potentially. We're mate. Have to we never know. Potentially, so we never know. We never know. Never know. Um, we're just uh, I'm play just, it by ear, as they say. Yes, I'm on standby. I'm just uh, going with the flow. Could be any day now, any moment. Play by feel. Yes. Um, um, so yeah, we got to roll with it. If I am not around, the the show goes on. Carlos will. Uh, I won't do one by myself because that'd be really unusual. But I'm gonna get a ring in. I'll get somebody. Yeah. Hopefully well, the producer can yeah, give well, me something. I think. Uh, I think you with the old producer Reno would go well because. Um, yes, we can chat. We yes. can chat. We got some we good might stories. Talk a hell of a lot about the cricket. We got some stories to tell. We'll be alright. But, but um, um, we'll have we'll, plenty to go on. We'll, with. we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Bloody uh, it's comma. It should be. Should be good. But. Uh, we need to touch on the round, the round that has been of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. What a round. Absolutely. Um, probably, I'm going to say for you at least, you got five out of six. Yeah. I'm, you, the I'm, only I'm, one you didn't tip was my boys, which yeah. you're a fool. Well, I thought at the end there was a sleek comeback on. The refs did make a poor decision, but the 49ers come out hot. When Jimmy G threw that pick in the fourth... I thought to myself, oh, good on you, Jimmy. You're back to your normal old self. But you held him out, and you held him out well. Um, Fred I thought, Warner, I thought, had a great game. Debo Samuel. Yeah. Mate, he's playing as a halfback, a wide out, a fullback, a tight end. He, uh, he's he does everywhere. everything. Yeah. He is, hands down, your best player. He's our best our offensive threat, yes, uh, easily. Um, you know, you could argue that George Kittle sometimes is that, but Debo this year is taking it to another level. Mate. Um, we, we looked brilliant. I thought we started the game very well. First, Well, pretty much first drive, all the way down the field, yep. get the touchdown, and then we just really didn't, didn't look like we were going to give it up. And then obviously in the fourth, it looks a bit scary because, you know, we had... What was really confusing is that we had 40 seconds left on the clock and we just gave him the ball back. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. That was you know so what I mean? fucking weird, man. And um, I, I had no idea. When um, Leighton Vander Esch tackled Debo Samuel one yard short, I thought to myself for that on that third and one, I was like, what the hell? How has Leighton Vander Esch made that fucking tackle? And I thought, oh boy, here we go. The Cowboys are going to get on a roll here. But once again, they choke. They, You know, the, in, the Cowboys have won three playoff games in 25 years. 
Yeah, it's it's that's a joke. the it's the second worst or third worst streak behind the Bengals, who just won their first in thirty two. But the Bengals, to me, have a lot more upside than the Cowboys do at this stage. The Cowboys do this every single year. They they year, they have a good season, and then they get into the playoffs and they fucking yep. choke every single yep. time. And yep. I was actually watching a at home too. Yeah, I know, at they, home. Were, they were like, at the fucking yeah. You got to you got to think. San Fran have gone on the road. Um, into hostile territory, and they've and they've got the win, which is not easy. Now they've got to go to Lambo, oh, which is not yeah. going to be Lambo, which is the in my opinion the most iconic stadium in all of football. Absolutely, it's one of the oldest, if not the oldest. I know Soldier Field got built inside the old Soldier Field about twenty five years ago. So Lambo is a kind of a place to go when the bad man is going to win MVP, and the bad man is going to go ahead a winner. It's if you can pull off an upset here, I'm an opinion's down to win the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, look, you'd almost have to you'd have to back it because that's two games that are very very hard wins, and if you can somehow find a way to win those, then it's really hard to not go with them. Um, yep. The only thing I would say that is really unfortunate for us is that to get to the Super Bowl, you've probably arguably got to go through the hardest path. Because you've yeah. got you got to go through Dallas, you got to go through Green Bay, and then you've either got to go through the Bucks or who my Smokey was before the playoffs started, the Rams. The Rams. Who I've got a funny feeling the Rams are probably going to beat the Bucks, but I can never write out Tom Brady. Right, they're hot. They're um, hot shit. They're look at, very look at hot. What, um, how he'll hate this, but Baker Mayfield look made OBJ look like his career was over. Matthew Stafford made him look like a 21-year-old straight out of college. Mate, I, I'm going I'm to argue and say that, especially in terms of how deep they go, but even if they get eliminated by the Bucks, I'm going to argue this and say that Matthew Stafford may be the under most underappreciated player of all time. Because at the Lions... second that because I've been saying that for 10 years. Yeah, because at the Lions, he... He was a great quarterback, throwing for yes. 5,000 yards. But The problem with the Lions, he got one nationally televised game or two nationally televised games a year. So he'd get the... I think he get, they get the... Um, they usually play the Bears or the Packers on Thanksgiving or something like that. But the rest of the year, they're on pay TV only. You never see them outside of America. You've like, When was the last time you saw a Lions game? On yeah, ESPN, I can't remember. On, on 7 Mate, on SBS. It would be when Moses wore fucking shorts. Um, <laughs> that's how long ago it would have been. Yeah, they are, But he was forever putting up numbers and forever keeping them in games. Every playoff run they had was on his back. Every yeah. Everything he did was for the betterment of the team, and he gets traded, which for him was the best thing that could happen for him. For the Lions... I think they had to anyway. There was no, like... They needed a new direction. They needed something because... He, and the thing, the problem is, if he's not going to win in Detroit, Jared Goff's certainly fucking not going to win in Detroit. No. And whoever they sort of look at isn't going to win in Detroit either. But he is the most underappreciated player. Don't worry about quarterback player in the entire NFL for the past 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Um, they Deserve smoked... Absolutely, and they smoked the Cardinals. My, my smoky for the start of the year, the Cardinals fell short. Very similar to how they fell out of the playoffs, I think, in 2016. Um, Jeez, Murray had a fucking terrible game. Terrible game, mate. The problem with the Cardinals is since they were in the Super Bowl, I think, in maybe 2008, might have been later, I can't remember exactly, against the Steelers when Big Ben won his second, they've had these seasons, right, so they'll go... 12 and 5 or whatever and then they'll go 3 and 13 yep 
and then they'll go eight and eight, nine and eight, thirteen and four, one and sixteen. Yeah. And it's just what they've done. The real test for the Cardinals will be now can they get one step deeper next year? Can they make it to the divisional? You know what I mean? Have they got what it takes to push themselves that one little bit further? And it's and I think so they hard do. because the division that they're in is is so tough. And the Mate, conference that they're in is so tough. Like absolutely, the the NFC is it just it's a piss take. Like, and I know the, well, the NFC, NFC is the original NFL. It's what the NFL started as. All the NFC teams are the original NFL. Yeah, well, there you go. And then the AFC are mostly expansions and latecomers, but the NFC's got more history. It's got harder teams. It's got better better divisions. It, it's where it's at. In the NFC. It's, yeah, it's fucking st- stacked. It's really really hard. To get out of the NFC, I mean, you look: the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks, the 49ers, the Seahawks on their day, the Cardinals, the, everything. The, yeah, they are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Exactly, but you've had the Saints get, for the past fucking five years. Yeah, but you can't get there because you've got to go through so many of these really, really tough teams, and, and anyone can win on their day. But just touching on Dallas a little bit, I was watching uh, Stephen A. Uh, say this and it, it is so true he made a point he's like the reason why Dallas have been perennial chokers for years is because you get all people that are ex-Dallas players like the uh, the Michael Irvings of the world and all these ex-champions right anytime there's a good player for Dallas they hype the fuck out of them and say that like they're going to be the next champions and they're going to win the next Super Bowl and all that so yep. they ain't done anything but they're fucking hyping them up like they've done right. like they've done what they've done and yep. so they're putting all this expectation, all this pressure on this team, but they ain't done shit. And well, they haven't done shit since the early 90s. And they're not proven. No. Romo took them deep a couple of times, but never took them far enough. Um, they they are chokers of the highest order. The Dak Prescott contract is, to me, an absolute disgrace of a contract. He has been to no Super Bowls, he's been to no NFC Championship games, and he's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> that is crazy. Yes, he had a sensational season. He didn't have a good season as Tom Brady, didn't play as good as Aaron Rodgers, didn't play as good as no. fucking Ryan Tannehill, no. didn't play as good as Kyler Murray, no. but he's the highest paid player because he plays for America's team. And Jerry always has to have the highest player because he's big dog Jerry Jones. It's stupid. It's a dumb business decision. They should have reassessed his contract when they were doing it and either thought we're going to have to draft in or if he's our guy, we've got to put money else around him because this isn't going to work with him on that much money. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, you got to think, too, like, what were they doing on that last play? Why the fuck do you run with 10 seconds left? Mate, it, that play has, let's throw it instead of run it with Marshall and Lynch all over it. From oh, the Seahawks, it, it absolutely it's does. The, yeah. It's got that play all over it. Like the the Cowboys are just, they're just a myth. They do so many good things and then so many bad things in the space of five minutes. It makes no sense. And how you don't give the ball back to the official when he's the one that has to put the ball down? Mate, mate. How do you not know that when you played the game your entire life? Well, there's been some weird shit like that this year. Chase Claypool celebrated when the Steelers were. Um, on a fourth like on a last minute trying to win the game and he celebrated and they didn't get the fucking ball away and they lost there's been a lot of weird shit this year some of the other games the Buccaneers Eagles one I don't think we really have to go into because that to me was that was a definite the Bengals one I thought was a definite but was closer than I expected the Raiders I thought that was probably the hardest game of the bunch to be honest I felt like that one was really kind of it could go either way it was tit for tat I know like you gotta back the Bengals because they're at home but 
I the, the Raiders just had this. They got something about them. Uh, they they can get results in away yeah. from home and. Um, Derek Carr's been playing really good this year too. Derek so, Carr is really good. So I the, thought that that game was really e- like it was. It could have went either way. So I'm not surprised. Um, the Bills. I didn't expect the Bills to absolutely wipe the floor with the Patriots. No, like jo- Josh Allen is on another planet. Josh Allen is nipping at the heels of people like Pat Mahomes. He he is. I think I had Josh Allen down as my MVP for the season. I think you um, did. I think I picked Rogers. He you did. He to me is just got superstar written all over him um, on the Raiders though real quickly I think they would have to be looked at as one of the most successful seasons after all the turmoil with John Gruden they had a, they had the Henry Ruggs incident where he's now going to jail for the rest of his life they had players walk out like John Brown and stuff in training camp and to still make the playoffs that's a pretty pretty great season it is they've just um, put everything to bed and just in turmoil. they've just gone we're just going to keep playing you know what I mean yeah um Mac Jones did well for his first season, but he wasn't going to beat the number one defense in the NFL by the Bills and Josh Allen just killing it. And Pat Mahomes just come out with a game for the ages, five touchdowns, 400 yards. Can anybody stop this man? I don't think so. Well, it, I mean, it's just crazy we, talk doing we, what he We does. tipped at the start of the year that we didn't think that they were going to go to a Super Bowl again. It's like tipping against Tom Brady now. It's stupid. But they are just so stacked and like, you know, he, he's so good. He, it's hard. He's so young. Like he's so young because he's so, he's young. so good. He's so talented. He could be yeah. anything. What um, they do well is the game plan they have is power run and deep bombs, and they give him the weapons to get behind people. If you look at their receivers, Tyreek Hill, probably the quickest in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Mikael Hardman top five quickest in the NFL and they've got another guy named something Pringle big but fast and then they've got the best tight end in the NFL who's huge but he's got feet like a fucking halfback yeah so they're, they're near lots impossible of to stop they're near impossible to fucking stop it makes you sick the yeah. um the game's coming up next week which there's some real little gems here Titans Bengals I'm pretty sure Derek Henry's back so uh, that game though is an interesting one. I th- I'm going to call... Like, I'm going to make my call here. I think Bengals are going to win that game. Will win, yeah. yeah, I think I think Joe Burrow is just fucking putting dimes on everything at the moment. I think Bucks-Rams, that's the hardest game in the round for me. I... Tom Brady's going to put him to the sword again, like he did uh, in the Super Bowl two or three years ago. That's He's going to put the Rams to the sword. Packers Niners, this game to me is the most exciting game because well the last time we played against the Packers this season, they yep. won in the last kick of the game, the last second a field yes. goal. So yes. we're very even, we're very uh, very balanced in terms of how we play. Yes. It's tit for tat, but I hope Joey Bosa doesn't go out with a concussion. That I hope he doesn't miss I know. a game through a concussion. I'm worried about that. I think he'll play. I reckon there'll be some rigmarole done to get him to play. Lambo is a dog of a place to play. Don't you worry about that. The Bears play there every year. But if you can silence the crowd with your defense, then anything can happen. Anything. And then the Chiefs' bills, I'm going to go my boy Josh Allen. I Cheers. think he's going to win it. That's a big pick. Yeah, I think the bills are going to win it. I know it's at Arrowhead, but I just feel like Josh Allen can pull it off. That's just a <laughs> I mean, it's a bold call. Bowl call cotton. That's a bowl call cotton. That's a, that's a Donny call. That's a Don. 
oh Donny you know what they reckon about Donny doesn't show up doesn't show up <laughs> the no show up I've got a new nickname for Donny I'm going to start calling him the foreskin because he fucks off when the work gets hard <laughs> oh Donny that's a good one Foreskin Lewis, mate. Foreskin Lewis. Foreskin Lewis. Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen when the work gets hard, mate. Oh, God. Fuck it up. Did you you see the uh, little bit of a dust-up today between Jar Morant and a few of the Bulls players? I did. Mate, we're in a, like a... We've lost like four in a row now. Yeah, we have. We have. Mm. We've we've traded that Dotson fella. We're in a bit of a lull. Zach Levine's had a knee injury, but it turns out it's not bad. Um, Jar Morant... Is a talented motherfucker. Isn't he's he? a stud. He did you see that fucking block he did the other day where he like caught it off the back? Yes, it mate. Was so it was weird. insane. I don't know how he high was he flying. Oh. He was flying. He is Superman. Jar Morant is modern day Superman, and no one's going to prove me wrong. Well, no the one. funny thing is that Jar Jar Morant went at fucking number two, and Zion went number one. Where's Zion? I ain't seen him. No, he's eating chicken wings somewhere. He's, he's a, a big unit. He, is, he a is a bust, isn't he? I think so. He, He's not going to eat. I, I think he could be a really solid, decent like player. He's not going to be a bad player. He's probably yeah. going to be a like a star, but yeah. he ain't ever going to be like a, an all star. He's never going to be an MVP. It's just not Correct. in him. You could tell already. It's, that's just not his makeup. It's not going to happen. But, Bad um, boy balls. We've lost four in a row, but we're still first in the East. Yeah. Um, we, look, we're just going through that. It's weird in, in basketball. Like basketball, patch, you, can, you can lose like five in a row sometimes. It's really strange. Yeah, it's just a patch. But um, I think the, I'm not too worried. The Lakers are uh, they're in a they're in a they got some issues. Well, th- they're in a world hurt. They're sitting at five hundred, at twenty two and twenty two. The Suns are just on another level in the West. At the the Warriors are on the, another level. The Warriors on another level as well. Suns are won four in a row. They um they're killing it. Our poor old. JC's Timberwolves they're sitting about mid pack down there at 9 and they don't really look like they're going to do anything too damaging nah um, I, I'm going to call this now it's only midpoint of the season I know Lakers gone not playing playoffs ooh look that's pretty Clippers steep gone not playing playoffs yeah that, that one I come back but Lakers not playing playoffs I'm not I'm not sold on that just because I feel like LeBron will find a way because you've got to remember they do the play-in now so it's really to 10 yeah true they do the true. where 10 oh, plays 9 that's right I plays forgot eight, about that you know what I mean I rescind I yeah. rescind my so, statement I forgot I f- about the 10th rule well, look, they, still, they still could but um, I feel like LeBron will just somehow find a way to at least get in there, but then I reckon they'll be bounced in the first round. Like they were LeBron's last year, at, they were bounced LeBron's in the first sitting round. sitting at fucking second for points per game, just behind Kevin Durant. Yeah, they're look, not, uh, he's, he's, he's got to be the well. most consistent scorer of all yeah. time. Yeah, I agree with that. Have you seen Chris the stat Paul. where he's like 18, 27 points per, 28, 27 points per, and then like... 38 well 17 sorry 17 27 and 37 and he's yeah. got 27 points per game at all in 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 20 years that's so incredible <laughs> that's that's ridiculous it's not bad um none of the balls not one ball is in the top five for any of the major stat portions either they were so that means that they just dropped out they've uh, dropped out which is i don't think it's a bad thing because it means they're sharing the ball around willy-nilly just and rosen and zach levine were fifth and fourth i think for a while yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, but not now. Um, not now. So yeah, 
But uh, I don't know. Do you reckon Kyrie's come back for the Nets, and all of a sudden they look really damaging again? They do because uh, they've just got that, an extra weapon. Uh, James Harden's really starting to hit some form again. Uh, he is. I think he he's had, had about, his teeth done. He's had about nine or ten games. We got about like twenty-eight points, so he's getting on a bit of a run again. So maybe they're just going to push through and. And, and just be unstoppable and unplayable in the East. But I think Kevin Durant has got a little bit of an injury now. So if he goes down and he's out for yes. a long time, then they're in trouble. Um, I agree with that. I think they will be in a bit of trouble. I think the, the one that surprises me is the Clippers because they're, they're stacked, really. They're, they are stacked to the hilt. Kawhi hasn't played that much, like, pretty much all year. I know. I know he hasn't, and... If he was to play, I think it would be a different story. But still, they got Paul George. They don't have a bad team. They don't think they have a team to be sitting tenth. Um, mm. Yeah, they probably should be a bit better. Basketball's a weird game, man. It's, it's very strange. Well, game. it's one of these games. It's the only game, and I think you could probably attest to this. Is the only game where one player can literally dictate what happens in that sport because it's only five yeah. players on the court. If you are a god. You can sway the outcome of, of games all by yourself. So yeah. that's why it really you get these weird freakish sort of games all the time and, and you sometimes you look at the results. Like I'd hate to bet on it because it's so hard to follow, but like you get these weird results sometimes because one player can just come out and have be fucking hot and unplayable and it's it's so hard to track. Correct. You know? Correct. Imagine betting Correct. on that. Imagine being a better. It's like the back to backs and the Oh. It, it, it'd be a For nightmare a to try and make no wonder they fixed it <laughs> I really suggest like listen to that podcast fuck man it was so good well, well you make sense no wonder they fixed it yeah absolutely it makes fucking sense mm. um, should we touch on the round of football that's just occurred quickly I think we need to there's been a few things out, but there's a big round of football um, monstrous round just before we up. do that I mean uh, I know there's not much to touch on for me really but you might want to touch on it a little bit the ashes has concluded Australia, obviously, Look, won the Ashes. I saw something today that really gave me the fucking shits where the, some of the Australians and some of the English players were having a beer together at 6 o'clock in the morning at the Crown in Tasmania. There was no one there. They weren't hurting anyone, and the police come and shut them down. I saw it that. really I, fucking gave me the shits. Because people can't even have a beer anymore. You've got to realise, England cricket team has been the most bubbled organisation out of anything on the planet in the past two years. Yes, the Mel- yes, Melbourne has been the most locked-down city. The English cricket team has been in, uh, literally a bubble for two years. Yeah. The motherfuckers just wanted to have a beer. Leave them alone. Yeah, and they were, ha- and, you know, they were having beers with, with the Australians too. They were, right? having, they were having beers. There was no rigmarole. There was nothing bad happening. They were all just sitting there having a beer and some fucking do-good and piece-of-shit Karen rings the police on it. Yeah, it's pretty fucking stupid, eh? And like, shit. Like you said, of them being in a bubble, like a lot of those players, um, I was like listening to like people like Joss Butler and stuff like that, they really struggled um, over Christmas and that because they fa- they couldn't be with their families. Mate, their kids are back in England and yeah. everything like that. And, like, so, and then you get, like, I've I seen a thing when, I'm all for banter, I like a bit of a sledge and the rest of it, right? But... When I saw, when Johnny Bairstow was coming off when he was about to make that 100, him and Ben Stokes walked off the field together and some bloke just got absolutely tore into him from the crowd. You fat cunt, lose some weight, you piece of shit. That's not called for. That's uncalled 
awful. That's ridiculous. Just yeah. leave the guy alone. They're in the boat. Yes, he's a bit plump, but you don't have to call him a fat cunt. But he, call him a chubster or something. A bit more creative, <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't be so aggressive with him. Yeah. These bastards are out here trying to play cricket to make your day. And you're just fucking abusing the living piss out of him. Just leave him be. There's, think- you know, the, the cricket all in all, uh, Australia were next level good. England were disgraceful from Absolutely. the minute. They uh, they landed, and I'll still say this, they were beaten before they got off the plane. Um, Travis had one man of the series. I don't think he should have got it. I think Cameron Green. Cameron Green took a hell of a lot of big scalps with the ball, and he had a few decent innings with the bat, and he changed the way he batted after the first two games completely with his, his technique due to some comments made by Ricky Ponting. Um, Travis Head was good, scored two really high-quality hundreds. The England camp... I'll say this, Zach Crawley's got a bit about him, that opener. He's got yeah, a little he, bit I of nouse to him. Player, yeah. I think Rory Burns and that other fella, Hamid, can kiss their, their... They're done. I think David Milan, gone. Joe Root deserves his spot, and he should stay. Ben Stokes always deserves his spot. He should stay. Number six is a free-for-all there at the moment. They're, it's just a joke. It's in, out, in, out, in, out. It's like the old bloody... On the honeymoon, or he just happened to ride. Honeymoon snickers. Uh, Sam Billings, I think, may take the gloves because Josh Butler was really poor this series. Johnny Bairstow will probably bat six, I think, and, and can stay there, but he could also keep. Yeah, he can keep, yeah. The, the bowling rotation this series to me was a fucking farce. Like, Anderson played three games, Broad played two or three like yeah. these are the two best bowlers in the country and they're being rested and all this bullshit about a drinking culture and fucking they can't do this that or that. just play the motherfuckers let them play Bowl it, was, them. it was very very strange like yeah I don't think England so England's bowling at lineup was if, if you if you look at some of the games there Honestly, I feel, and I don't know what you think, but I think for a couple of those games, those games were, were there for the taking. Like if they Absolutely. Just, if they just Every batted, single game has yeah. been there for the taking. If they, if they just batted well and they batted yeah. for long periods, yeah. there would have been a chance that they could have won some of those games. Because I don't yeah. think, like, I'm, I don't know if I'm seeing it differently, but I don't think Australia fucking blew England off the park in terms of their batting. No, absolutely in not. Terms of Steve batting. Smith didn't make 100. Marnus only made 100. Exactly. They, they, um, they didn't get batted two, out of the games. Quadra made two more hundreds than pretty much anybody. Yeah, he made it equal the, the same amount, you know what I mean? Him and Travis so, Head. So, yeah, look, I don't think the batting was, was out of this world no. by Australia, but they bowled no. very, very well. So Engl- England's bowlers toiled hard and they did a great job where... England's batsmen should be disgusted in themselves. The, the batting is disgusting. And what's really, really frustrating is that last test in um, Tasmania. You should that, have won that. Man. That game is flat out a win. England like, should have won that. And they chucked it down the fucking easily. They threw it away because there was uh, none for 65 yep. or something like that before yep. before the first book it fell. Yep. And then they're all out for 170 or something again. It so was stupid. They do it the all only the time. one I feel sorry for is Joe Root because he got a ball that stayed really fucking low. There's not much you could have done about that. I don't think anyone could have hit that ball. No. Scott Boland. That was just like an unlucky one. The rest of them, disgraceful. Yeah. Disgraceful, disgraceful, disgraceful. And look, like, at the end of the day, they should be better and they should play better. But like, like we were saying before about 
you know they've been away for so long away from their families and i know like it's not like traditionally being away when you come from an ashes tour so when you come from an ashes tour usually with pre-covid and all that yeah you're homesick but you could bring your fucking family with you yeah. so they yeah. can stay with you but this time they can't come and so a lot of those people that are very close to their families they're away and i know it's i think some of ways. them can come but i think a lot of them probably chose to stay home just to be safe yeah to probably. Be honest. I, I don't know the full story but so they're, they're dealing with all that and so they're probably thinking about that and then they try to come out and play a, a game that's really highly contested against a really good team yeah. Um, and you can't slip off for any moment. Your concentration is no. always going to be high. So they're, they're up against it from the minute one. You know what I mean? But um, they've got some work to do. The, the selectors have some work to do in terms of the batting because that yep. team is not good enough. Um, it is no. not good enough. No. The, the batsman minus Crawley, if you give him time, Root and Stokes. I think, I think Crawley's got a stack of talent. I really he do. does. And he, he did something not, no other English batsman did. Is He took the game back to Australia. He sort of hit everything that was there to be hit. He didn't sort of sit on the back foot and take and it. And you kind of have to do that. And look, sometimes yes. it's not going to work for you. Sometimes you're going to get out. But a lot of the times, I mean, you look at Kevin Peterson. He's pretty much his entire game plan was yep. to go at you. And yep. sometimes you're going to get 250, and then sometimes you're going to be out for five. But it's if you can kind of continue that, more often than not, you're going to have better games. It's the Australian way of playing cricket. Like, look at... Travis Head, for example, in that when he scored that first hundred in Brisbane, we were on the ropes, and Travis Head comes out and smacks a hundred off, hundred and fifty yeah, off, yeah, like yeah. hundred and forty balls. He just yeah. said, "No, fuck you, I'm in charge." Um, I'm very happy though to be Australian. I was very happy to see them win. With this, England, where England shines now is, is in the one day in the T20 game. That this could be um, a whitewash to England in the white ball, though. So. I know Australia just won the World Cup, T20 World Cup, but that doesn't really mean anything. England are a very good white ball team. They are. Very good. Yeah. I don't know. It's. I think they could just be done in terms of mentally. Like, they just... Yeah, yeah they, they, could, they look a bit cooked. Yeah. They do look cooked. They look like they need to go home and just have six months off. They, they, just need to, they need to get out. <laughs> yeah, just have a little breather. Yeah, mate. Oh, well, moving on uh, to the EPL, I think. Let's talk foosball. Um... I have a couple of notes for a few of these games. The first one, we may as well start at the tippity-top, Brighton versus Palas. There, That game won all draw. I, we both called Palace for Jesse's sake, but we uh, were both fooled. Late, late goal again. Well, mate, late goal again. There was a penalty saved by Butland, the keeper from... Uh, from I think from Brighton. No, from Palace, Palace early. Yeah. Palace. There, there was... Brighton were a much better team. We can all see that. Um, were, tight, the goal oh, was against the run of play, to be honest. It was. Tight cheeks Gallagher. Hasn't he got tight cheeks on him when he stands up on that fence? He <laughs> squeezes those cheeks right in. Um, late goal. Maupay has a shot. Comes off a fucking Palace defender. In it goes. It was very similar to the Newcastle-Watford um, game. The, the whole way it played out. One team was much better than the other, but it just ended up... A sort of sloppy draw in yeah. the end. Kind of maybe on the balance of things of where the two teams are, it's kind of yeah. a fair result. But Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, if you really look at it, like, Palace were probably lucky to come away with that point because Brighton were definitely the better team. But then when Palace take the lead, you sort of think, oh, well, they're just going to hold on and, and get yeah. the three points, and then they don't. So on the balance of things you're looking, it's probably fair. Um but, you know, Brighton and Palace are kind of at that stage in the season where they're kind of, they're not 
bad teams. So they're not going to fall down into the relegation fight, but they're not really good. So they're just in the middle, and it's just mm. you get these kind of you know boring sort of games. And it wasn't a boring game, but it's kind of like it was a decent bo- game. Boring. Yeah, I know results. what you're saying though. Yeah, boring yeah. results. Uh, City beat Chelsea. I no, that's over. It's game over for me. I yeah, I agree. City, City may as well raise the trophy now. Kepa played instead of uh, Eduard Mendy, who's away for the AFCON. He also got voted Keeper of the Year, Big Mendy. Uh, Tuchel got voted Manager of the Year by the blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> Kepa is not a very good goalkeeper. No, Kepa he's not. is That's why he's number two. Goalkeeper. He was too expensive, and Chelsea made a bad decision with him. Um, Ziesch and Lukaku fucked an absolute sitter. I can say that for certain. Chelsea had some really good counter-attack press up the field, but they just couldn't... They missed that... You know what? Like Chelsea are a good team, but they don't have a Kevin De Bruyne. You know what I mean? They don't have that... Not many teams do. No, well, only one team in the world does, except unless you include Belgium. But they don't have that where they can just steal it from you. They, they can just steal it from you. When Chelsea win, I've noticed you see, they're very clinical. It's They'll drive it down, they score a goal, and then it's sort of... Once they're there, they can push you back up against the ropes and do it again and again, where City can just win from any minute of the game. They'll yep. just win and then just take it away from you. Where Chelsea, if they don't get into their game plan and they don't grind you into the ground, they generally draw against you. Yeah, so, and the, the Chelsea don't have a quote unquote an out and out goal scorer. They don't. No. Their and top goal the, scorer no. is usually Jorginho. Yeah, or Mason Mount or something like that. The scary thing with City is this link with Vinicius, fuck me. If they get him from Madrid. I know, I'm pulling my pants already. Mate. They're going to be unstoppable. I think Sterling's been shopped around, so Vinicius would yeah, be the straight so replacement. That, that would probably be the like-for-like like replacement. That Sterling, there is talks that he wants to go to Arsenal, but I don't know if that's true. But um, it looks like Sterling maybe, yeah, wanted to wanted to move because he's not getting those game-in, game-out games anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if they replace him with Vinicius, but that's, again, it's all... Hearsay rumours. He might want to stay at Real Madrid. You never know. But never um, know. yeah, Man City. You'd have to look at it and say, look, they're they're probably bang on for winning the league. Um, yeah, I they, think so. They are unbelievable. I can't. I, I I seriously run out of run out of stuff to talk about this team. I really do. I, uh, I when you look at this, look look at their centre backs alone. Right, the the names on that list are all internationals. They're all top tier talent that would play any other team in the world, and they just have to rotate them all the time. Mm-hmm. Diaz seems to be the mainstay yep. because Diaz is a freak. But then they've got Laporte, Ake, Fernandinho plays once every hundred years. Like they've got, they're just stacked, stacked everywhere, stacked, stacked everywhere, man. But they they always have been. So when they put when they put these teams together, you know, and, and let's not forget, they spent a hundred million on fucking Grealish. Oh, no. you know what I mean, it's like nothing oh, no. for them. It's like it's like pennies. Um, and I dare say that they're probably still not sold on Kane. I reckon that they might go back, do, you know, double back into that market maybe next year. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. So they're always adding. This is the thing with Manchester City. And Ferguson used to do this when he won all those Premier Leagues. And, and a lot of good managers do this. They don't rest on their laurels. So when they win a Premiership, the next year they go add another player. They, they, improve go, again. they go add another player and they add another player and it's just to improve just that little bit more so you stay yep. on top whereas Liverpool for example we don't fucking seem to have that um, 
money pile, and we no. don't improve the squad. But I think you could have. I think you could have the money pile if the uh, FSG weren't so tight on the purse strings. Look, that this is a really this is a topic that you could really spend like a legitimate hour on because they get a lot of stick, and I'm not trying to defend them because I think that some things that they do is frustrating, and they probably should maybe spend a bit more cash than they do but they have done such great things for that club and let's not forget like this club was going into it was on the verge of going into administration before yes. FSG took over we were almost in the relegation zone we were about to go like we, we were bankrupt because it's the, a very similar path to Crystal Palace funnily enough because the first two um, American owners that we had with uh, Hicks and Gillette they put us into so much debt that we were going to we were going to fold. There was no way out. FSD came in. They not only bought us all out. They they bought like they spent the money on all the debt. They bought all the debt out, so they paid for all that. So they put us back to zero. And then from then they've built the new main stand, which is monstrous. They've built a new whole new training facility in uh, Kirkby or. Oh, it's Kirby or whatever it's called. It's suburb there. It's like Melwood's gone. So it's up-to-date fucking state-of-the-art facilities. So they spent bulk tons on that. And so where you lose out somewhere, someone's got to give. And, and what that is for us at the moment is transfers. And so they're, yeah. they're building a yeah. new Anfield road end as well. So they're extending that. It's going to go to... So Liverpool Anfield will be 60,000 um, probably by the end of 2023, I think. Um, so they, they're always increasing... Uh, you know they're increasing the stadium they're, they're putting the facilities in so they're doing all that type of stuff but then because we don't buy the players like City do people get the shits and regretfully it's sort of like well this kind of has to happen and the only way we get players now is by sale so how we got Van Dyke and Allison and all that was because we sold Coutinho and, and you know how we get Canate is because is because we got rid of Wijnaldum and he was on big yes. wages so we you know you know what I mean so it's all and they prioritize re-signing players so that's why they prioritize re-signing Salah and that you're probably not going to see maybe a big signing in the summer because if they prioritize re-signing Salah which I think they should um, they're not going to have the money to spread around but yeah I don't know like it does get annoying and frustrating because you can see sort of the issues that we have like well yes we need a creative midfielder and we probably need another attacker but we just don't get it and you're looking at all these other teams like Manchester City and even Man United and all that, and they're buying players, and you're like, "Fuck!" Just well, especially the one I'm looking. I look at teams like I. I know I always talk about Adama because I love Adama. Yeah, but he, um, he could fit at Liverpool easily. He could easily fit at Liverpool, but um, he is absolutely not on the market, and he doesn't want to leave. Jared Bowen, there's no talk of him wanting to leave. Well, there's Declan been talk Rice, of Jared I Bowen, saw apparently. Um, apparently, Jared Bowen wants to leave in the summer. Okay. Well, the Declan Rice... Sorry, I just had a bit of a yawn. The Declan Rice situation I saw today, They West Ham want $200 million. Now, look, let's just talk about this. Let's talk about Declan Rice for a little bit, and then we'll we touch on West Ham's game, because that's something I want to touch on. Um, he's a great player. Fantastic player. And he's, you know, he's very young. He's got very an incredible good. amount of upside. But I don't know how you feel on this, but I'm going to tell you what I feel. There is no way on any fucking planet that Declan Rice is 200 million not a chance mm, well, he, no what, what, no there's what, no, no there's well, no what's mm, the re- about it. the re- the release clause of 
let's say Mbappe, that's set at half a billion, right? But that's a release clause. Yeah, so that's, that's a release just clause. Buy him straight Declan Rice is going to be the next England long-term captain. We can, I think we can both agree on that. Declan Rice is in the top five centre defensive bins in the world right now. I think we can both agree with that. Probably. If I, I mean, Declan I Rice really too is much into it, probably. a big guy with a hell of a lot of upside. He's really skillful. $200 million is that asking price right? I think that's a bargaining tool for them to say, Declan, we don't want you to leave. But if they do want to come out, yeah, they've got to come with big, big money. So someone will come in with a minimum 120 to start. You know what I mean? You see, they've run the risk there. This, and this is what, they, this is what they've got to be careful of. And I'm not saying that he is he's like this at all, because um, I don't think he's this type of guy. However... You've got to be careful how you play this because this goes. This can go down the same road that Harry Kane has happened. And what I mean by that is, you put such a big price tag on him at two hundred million, and he wants to go, and they put such a big price tag on him, and they don't sell him. He then gets the shits, the morale in the squad goes down, and then he doesn't end up playing to the capability he wants to because he doesn't want to fucking be there, right? So that's the risk that you take by putting such a big price tag on him. Like Harry Kane, Daniel Levy didn't want to fucking sell him. He wanted more money, more money, more money. Then Man City were like, well, we're not paying 150 because we just spent 100 on Grealish. And then Harry Kane doesn't end up wanting to be there. And then obviously the saga happens and we all know what's happened. Um, so they run the risk, West Ham, if they do that with Rice, put 200 million on him. He might get the shits and say, well, fuck, you're blocking my move. I want to move. Um, I've given you the best years that I can. Yada, 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 all that type of shit. So it's a very complex scenario. Um, I think you would have to you would have to get absolute stonewall confirmation from Declan Rice before you could do that, I think. I, I don't know. Because it, it's just such a fine line. They all never want to sell him, but... It'd be a ter- it'd be a terrible line to tip toe. Do you know so. what I, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, I absolutely understand. What yeah, you're because to do like that. you, if he says, "Oh, you know what, the end of the year, I'm let's out. say I, w- I want to go to Chelsea or I want to go to Arsenal or whatever," and they go, "Well, it's 200 million, that's it," and he says, "Well, fuck, no one can afford that," then then, he, then he's stuck, and then he's and then stuck. what happens to him? You know what I mean? Just it's, sits it's, out, it's really really fine pissed line. off. Um, West Ham losing to yeah, the Seeds. That's an interesting one. Let, let, we'll quickly touch on these games, um, and then we'll, we'll do a little bit of a prediction for next round, and then I want to touch on something that I think... It's controversial. It's got nothing to do with football. It's controversial, and it's a little bit political, but I want to talk to you about Oh, you're bringing it back in again, are you? No, it's not to do with COVID. It's something, com- <laughs> okay. something different, and it, it's, it's annoying the fuck out of me. So, <laughs> um, the Seeds, Jack Harrison, hat-trick... If you don't it's mind, West Ham. Uh, that's a game for the fucking ages. Hat trick. Hmm. Take what the a match, champion! Take the ball it, home. I'm pretty sure Jack Harrison's a mid. Yeah, he's not, I don't think he's a striker. He's not up front. Gelhart and Bamford play up front. I'm pretty sure Harrison's a mid. So that that's even more is that fucking a game? exciting. There. Um, I did not see this one coming. This one shocked me to the core. Well, is it the start of maybe Bielsa and Leeds just getting a little bit of form at the right time of the year and, and just maybe starting to get some results and try to push their way at the table? It's a bad result for West Ham because they they need to keep getting need to keep ticking away to just keep themselves in the hunt of yeah. a of a somewhat crazy strike at, you know, 
fourth spot in the Champions League. So it's not a good result for them at home. But, you know, for them, they're lucky because Man United drew 2-2. So they didn't really close a gap on them. But The issue know, they're going to have is Tottenham are four games in hand. I know, man. and look, That's the issue they're going to have. There's no yeah. guarantee they win them. But Arsenal are two even games if, in hand. Well, they've only got to win two and, 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 and it's out. You know exactly. what I mean? Above if, they them, can, so. if, they can hold, if they can hold steadfast, um, fucking good on them. It'll be a season for the ages and Moisey should have his the tip of his penis kissed. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they will. I think... I can see West Ham honestly finishing maybe six, and that's yeah. not bad. That's a, such a good season for West Ham. That's a really good season because nobody, no, oh, I didn't pick them to be that high. They're a very, very good team. Uh, they've been unlucky with their injuries and, and all that type of shit. But um, being six in in a in a league where quote unquote you have a top six, top seven now, and yeah. to break into that as a team outside of it. Um, is is a massive, massive achievement. So even if they do finish six, they can't be too upset. But um, it may come at a cost. But that's yet to be seen. Yet to be seen. The pool touched up Brentford. I don't think that was going to go any other way. You tipped Brentford the win. I know, but after I tipped it, I re- I look. I sat down after we did our potty last week, and I'm like, let's have a think. Who's going to win this game? And I'm like, yeah, Brentford. Yeah, it's at Anfield. Uh, yeah, no. I've made a massive mistake here. I'm an idiot. I'm a fool. Um, just look at like the shots for God's sake. Twenty-seven to six, thirteen on target to one. <laughs> look, the possession. We, it, it, you smoked the living fuck out of them. We did. And the thing is, is that obviously we haven't got our really, really dynamic players that we have in Mane and Salah, and they they really, really dictate the way that we play the game. Uh, they like with their runs and stuff and how we create chances and how we have shots on target and stuff like that it's really really uh heavily focused on them too and yes. without them it's really really hard because like Minamino sort of Oxo Chamberlain Jota Firmino don't really run in behind a lot they like to come short because they don't really have the pace and so it's it's a little bit harder for us to create chances and score goals so to to get three against Brentford was nice um but it's Klopp at the end of the game, he revved up that crowd more than I've seen him do it before. And where he's, where his a, teeth all like weird and gritted again. I don't know when he grits his teeth. <laughs> but there's he does a lot. Um, but there's been a lot of talk about it on sort of like fan channels and that, and and kind of dissecting his why he was so over the top with his sort of fist pumps and that that he was getting involved with. And I think a lot of people, it, probably in the Liverpool side, are thinking that Klopp is thinking that it ain't over. And like, I know it's eleven points, and if we win our game of hand, it's eight. But this guy is—he never lets things go, and he knows that there's a long, long way to go yet, and there's lots of points to play for. And you can't. And I don't think that we will win the league. I, I don't. But as a manager of a club like that, and the and sort of the the style that you're playing and the expectations. You've got to make people believe that it's still possible. Because if you don't think it's going to happen, then everybody else is not going to believe in it. And he won't let this go until it's mathematically impossible. You know what I mean? Well, Um, also, there's a hell of a lot of other stuff to play for. If he just goes, oh, well, fuck it. Teams could fall out of the top four. Horrible things can happen. Absolutely. You've still got Champions League. You've got all this shit looking forward to. You've got to be... Yeah, you've always got to be going for everything. I, I legitimately think that we will go very far in the Champions League. I've said that from day dot, that this feels like 18-19 Liverpool more than it does 19-20. But you just never know in football. Because if we we go to the head he had and we beat City, right, that takes it back to five points, right? 
And five yep. points is, is two games. You just never know that they could drop a point. They could drop they five could lose a game here. They could, they could draw here. You just never know. And uh, it's very, very unlikely because they are so... They are unbelievably good in, in terms of their level that they play at every single fucking week. But you've got to believe. And I think Klopp you was trying... He, he was trying to... Trying to display that to the to the crowd he's really trying to say that look we've got this win we're not not fucking away because now we're second with we're second with the game in hand so Chelsea I don't think will catch us we'll probably create a gap between us and Chelsea and then it will just be Jürgen was fist pumping saying to the crowd do you believe in life after love just singing a bit of share bit of share you reckon bit of share in his German voice in his his German share do you believe in life after love um I want to touch on Newcastle disappointment again. Uh, the big woodsman, big Woody, big Wood, big Cock. First game <laughs> for the, woodcock, eh? the Black and Whites. He's a big guy. Didn't realise how big he was. Big, big Woody. Unit. He's a Kiwi. Mate, he's big. Yeah, big Kiwi beast. Uh, Shelby had a really sort of crazy fucking Voldemort. Let me fucking kick your shins off. Tackle just on the edge of the box. It almost uh, fucked us. Uh, Joel Linton was so close on so many occasions. He's very similar. Now, don't take what I'm saying the wrong way. Because he's not this guy, but he has a similar style where he will miss everything. He's very simple, similar to Adama Traore, where he gets in a great <laughs> position, he'll do some really good work, and then he'll miss a sitter. I know what you're trying to say, because I it's saw very it frustrating. that yes, night man. we watched that uh, the Newcastle game together. <laughs> When we were on night shift, and he ran yes, the whole mate. length, and then he turns in, and all he had <laughs> to do was just lay off, and then he fell over. That it, was mate, that was the epitome it. of his fucking. He could have pissed it in. He could have pissed on the ball, and it would have went in. Um, <laughs> Fuck, that he, was funny. He to me looks like a box to box Jolinton. He, he is really. A, he's a midfielder. He's a he's a dead set midfielder. He he's really revolutionised his position, his role. Fuck he's not a striker. Know. He was bought for forty million as a striker. No, not me. No. I'll play your centre centre midfielder, box to box, please. <laughs> box to box, Linton. They call him. Um, Kieran Trippier is a fiery little motherfucker. He has. Well, he's from the north. He's from. He's skillful. I can tell you that. He. I can see the difference between him and our other fullbacks. He is the league above. You can see it. Um. Maxi's goal was a thing of beauty. He Maxi didn't have a great guy, game, but his goal, oh, oh, it was Maxi through. Maxi, um, I would argue that kind of Maxi is a bit like that. He's he never really has like what I would say fantastic games, but what he does yes. is he has moments and many moments. Yes. He's very good at moments. Like he he'll have a five minute patch where he'll just run down the wing and he, he cut inside and he create this moment. And you think fucking hell. You look unplayable, and, and then, then he shit for like yep. yeah, then he shit for twenty five minutes. But then he's a tackle, goes down, turns the ball over. Yeah, you know what I mean. And but he's those moments. If you could fuck, he'd, he'd be Harness perfect. It. He'd be perfect on the clock. He really would. Like, I, I think so too. He would be amazing. Um, should we do some predictions for the next week, or what, what? What do you feel? Well, look, I think we need to touch on the United game. Okay. Yes, you're not. Yes, we do need to touch United v Villa. Philip Coutinho had a fucking belter. Comes on, gets the assist, gets the goal. It's poetic. It was just poetic. He um meant to be. I hate those United jerseys too. Those bluish ones. They're fucking shit. I hate everything they, about them. They they are. Sh- 
they are so bad, man. Like the I, I watched that game because um, it was on our uh, on our weekend, and I was watching it when I was doing nothing. And um, <laughs> they are terrible. They are. They. Oh, are, I can't believe they gave up a two zip lead. They are. I knew they were going to. I fucking knew they were going to. When they went two up, I thought this this isn't it. Like they have got so many problems and. They didn't even play Maguire, so you can't even blame him. him. Harry Maguire. This Ragnick too. He isn't like he. It was the first time. So he played. I think it, since he arrived, he played all like bottom seven clubs, and then now that he's not, he's really struggling. I think he's a myth. He's he's nothing to be fucking wowed upon. Um, the whole club's a myth. Like every all their players that they've got, none of them are really worth being there probably Cavani he's a workhorse he deserves to stay there he's done nothing wrong he's good all the rest of them I could honestly move on if I was if I was Look, at Man to be I say it all the time but the problem begins and ends with Harry Maguire if he is going to be your captain then you are you deserve everything that comes your way I'm not saying Harry Maguire is probably not Premier League quality I'm just saying he's bottom of the league he, can, he cannot play for England he, he, he no. cannot he is no. terrible he's but, dumb 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 but the thing is too like there's so much going on in that club that you don't even know where to start and stop you know what I mean like you can't I don't know it's, I don't give a fuck because I love it but they are a shambles and to get to get a draw against Villa away when against Gerard and Coutinho that just makes it so much more sweeter because you know that's like a Man United's worst nightmare when uh, an ex-scouser and Coutinho and his, and his come best in. little mate comes back you know what I mean it's perfect I it's was loving it it's a thing of beauty it's I a thing of beauty celebrating those goals like it was a fucking Liverpool game the, the last goal was a nice goal too that when Coutinho put it in it was a really nice little goal it was beautiful, mate. It was it was a nice little goal. I think um, I've read a little, a couple of videos. Or I didn't read videos, but I, I watched a couple of videos um, on YouTube of some of these Premier League clubs, like fan channels, and a lot of them were saying that Coutinho's fucking toast. He's he's not going to come back and make an impact. He's finished. He's he's not going to do well at Villa. He's just going to fucking claim his money and leave. And I, I don't think that's true. I, I think he's. I think he's going to do pretty well. Like, I looked at that game, and he started to play, not like Liverpool Coutinho, but I could see the, the glimpses and the flashes. He was dropping in behind the strikers, picking up, fighting in that space, picking up the ball, running at them, doing what he does best, cutting in and all that type of stuff. He just looked dangerous, and Gerard's really going to get the best out of him. I can see it. He's going to give him the confidence again, um, and he's, he's going to be a really good acquisition for Villa, and I reckon they'll probably make it permanent. Um He's he's gonna get some form back, hundred percent. You know what? He he suits the Villa style. He does. Like he, he suit his play now at the point he is is in his, in his career suits what Steven Gerrard stands for. Yeah, so I I didn't really know what Steven Gerrard was as a manager. Um, I didn't see any Rangers games. Yes, I knew he won the league, but I didn't really know what his style was. I knew it would be energetic. I just didn't know what he would play like. And you can see Coutinho suits Gerard's management style. It Absolutely. just fits to perfection. Other like players that I think are, are just going to chomp at the, that Luca Dina signing for Villa. It looks like it's going to be a fucking. That's a belt. very very good signing. That that is an underspoke about signing. That is a pickup for fucking the pickups. I think Danny Ings, who is a he's a worker. He, he will be 
in love with Gerard as a manager. Like it just Villa have got a lot about him. They've got a lot about. They do, him. and you know, playing for Gerard like he's an ex, you know, ex legend. Um, you know, massive, high profile player. The guy's yeah. one of the best players that ever played football, and to play for under somebody like that that has that much respect, and he's going to have his own style. I think he would be able to motivate players too, and so he's going to be able to motivate Coutinho to get him back to his best. Well, I, don't, I yeah. don't think Coutinho is a top four player anymore. I, I, no. I don't think that, but he could fucking be but easily no, the best any, player for Villa. That's right. And on any given moment, like look what the few things he did. He won man of the match. And look at the few sort of things he did against United. They were game-changing. He's still a skillful, skillful guy. You can see he's still got it in him. Absolutely, he just mate. was probably out of favour at Barcelona. He didn't suit the way he wanted to play. He wasn't happy. He's come back with his old mate, and off he goes. Yes, mate. And, uh, you know, it, those Brazilians don't lose their fucking skill. No, they do not. They do not. Let's do a... Um, you know what? Let's give a quick prediction for match day 23. We won't go too in-depth of anything, because... There's a lot of games. Knows? There's a lot of games, and who knows what the hell's going to happen. But let's just... You know, a couple of weeks ago, we did that real quick fire... Just pick and go sort of thing. <laughs> you Let's want, do okay. that. So, right. what for Norwich City? Uh, Huge ramifications for Newcastle this game. Did you say Watford versus Norwich? It is. Yes. Burnley versus Watford? No. That, no. This is match day 23. Norwich versus Watford. Fuck. All right. Well, because on my app, it says that Burnley is supposed to play, and that's already been fucking postponed. No. No. <laughs> <correct>. No. <laughs> no, no, you're wrong. Um, wrong well, on top of my head, um, I'm going to go Norwich. Me too, Norwich. Everton versus Villa. <laughs> Do you know why? This is like, this is, again, this is poetic and what it's meant to be. How? So you have Rafa Benitez that gets sacked from Villa, um, sacked from, sorry, Everton, and ex-Liverpool fucking coach and all that, and they hate him. And then the first game after, Stephen Gerrard comes back at Goodison. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I feel um, sorry for Rafa. Yes, Rafa was, I knew Rafa was going to get the sack, but I feel sorry for him. Um, I'm gonna go. I'll go Villa. Villa. I'm going Villa three nil. Oh, that's ambitious. But I, I'll, I'll go Villa two one. Brentford versus Wolves at Brentford. See, you you're losing me here because on my app Thursday the 20th of January I've got Brentford versus Man United. Well, I'm just looking at match day 23. This is 22nd of January. Yeah, see, th- yeah, they played two days before that. Yeah, Brent. So well, that's a replay of match day 17. That's Brentford versus United. Leicester oh. also played Tottenham. That's correct. Yes. Okay. So yeah, anyway, okay, we'll continue with your way. What? So, Brentford, Brentford versus who? Wolves. Wolf, uh, Wolves. Yes. Uh, I think Wolves will win this. So do I. I got Wolves winning this one-one nil. Yeah, they, they're coming off the back of their three-one victory versus the Saints. Seeds, for, seeds versus Newcastle. I'm scared for you. I I've think got Seeds winning this one. I think Leeds will win. Yeah. So do I. Man United versus West Ham. West Ham. Ref- yeah, I agree. West Ham are going to come Ham back and win. $3.90. That is yes. ridiculous. Get on that one, Don Lewis. Yeah, Get Don on Lewis. that one. Four skins, Lewis. Jack will definitely uh, bet on that. Southampton versus Man City. This is a Man City whitewash. Man City, yeah. Your Liverpool versus the Palace. Jesse versus you. This one's got pool written all over it for no, me. No, this is tough for me. This is really tough. Um... Stop pretending to make Jesse's feelings. No, like, no, you know, I'm not doing it because Jesse. Because of it's the style of game. Um, Who does Sonner go for? Does he follow football? No, I don't know. I didn't. I miss I Sonner sometimes. I oh, really mate. miss him. He misses. He's got too. some of the best stories, man. Some very he has got stories. He 
he's the one who told me to play Metal Gear Solid five years ago. It was one of the best things ever. I miss Sonna. Yes, mate. Um, he's he's had, Sonna. A, had, a, had some good stories about you too, mate. Oh, that makes me I'm going to go, look, <clears throat> I'll say Liverpool win, but I really have a feeling this could be a draw. But I think Liverpool, but I'll Liverpool, Liverpool will win this, definitely. Uh, Arsenal holes versus Burnley. Arsenal. Me too. Uh, Leicester versus Brigton. Uh, draw. Leicester 4 0. And oh, Chelsea versus Tottenham. Chelsea. I'm going to go Tottenham. Now, just before we wrap that all up again, can you th- th- want to elaborate on this bullshit, these games getting fucking postponed? Yep. Oh, mate, it's a joke. Because now people, teams aren't postponing them because of COVID. They're just postponing them because they're like, oh, well, our players aren't fit. So well, we that's right. Enough. We had injuries and so on like that. Well, so, well, for example, can't. Just get tomorrow, on the Brighton are playing Chelsea tomorrow morning, right? But that's from match day twenty four. That's two weeks in advance. They've bought it. They've bought this game forward. Just that, so you know, that, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But it's what's happening. There's a lot of weird shit going on in the world of football at the moment. Um, I want to touch on something. This is a political topic, and I feel I'm like not, it's, I feel like it's eating you up. It, it's annoying the shit out of me. Okay, so I read an article today about. Transgender athletes, okay? Okay, yeah. So, there's a guy... Sorry, there's a girl who... Uh, well, a guy... Uh, this fella was born male, all right? I don't... <laughs> can't I can't get it out. I can't get it out. This guy was born male, right? And he's he's an NCAA swimmer, a really yep. talented swimmer. Mm-hmm. He transitioned to becoming a woman yep. a couple of years ago and is smashing every single record there is for women um, yep. in NCAA. Now... I am disgusted by this, right? I there am is too. no way on planet Earth it is fair for a person who was biologically born a male to be swimming against women. It is just biologically there is no equality in this whatsoever. Well, he, do you know what? Do you know what's happening? And then by society trying to make everything so equal, you're now making woke. it so far past equal. Absolutely, you're taking it. it it's now so. It's like what Jordan Peterson said once. He goes, when you try to make things an equal society, you actually get uh, bigger se- bigger differences than you yes. than you thought was originally going to happen. And that's what's Absolutely. happening now. So by trying to make female and male so equal in everything that, that now males can transition to females, you're now creating a bigger gap because now these transgender athletes are now destroying every single female Sport. that's ever tried well, well, to be... It- you know what I mean? I look at my nieces and I think about your, you and Keely having a daughter and I, and I think about in the future, if they are athletic and they decide they want to do sport or they want to do whatever, would I be comfortable or would I support a person who has transitioned playing that sport against them? And no, I would not because it's not fair. No, it's not. There is and no fairness for those girls think of it, think of it like this, at right? all. Think of it like this and we, we can even go, you can go further in depth. But, like, imagine if they were playing... Let's say they're playing a bit of a physical sport. Let's say they play rugby, right? Yep. And you're playing against a transgender athlete and something happens on the ground and yep. he gets the... He, she, whatever the fuck it is, gets the shits and just fucking clocks him. That's well, male fucking fists hitting you. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? The, That's a there male was the, there was the girl playing the shit out of, a, out of a female. There was the trans athlete playing in the a, in the VFL, remember? Or the, the WVFL. Hannah, Hannah Mouncey or whatever. And, and Hannah just killing everybody. Killing yeah. everybody, right? Yeah. There is no... 
there's no place for it. It's not right because if we just look at human history, men are born generally stronger than women, right? It's just it's just nature. There, I would not be comfortable having my daughter or my nieces being playing on the same field as a person who used to be male who has now transitioned to being a woman yeah. so when, when their you, physical um, attributes are so much different yeah so when you're young I don't know if you remember you probably it's, didn't get, probably didn't get it's, it's that very much, different when, yeah we did there was one girl she was yeah, so good she yeah, was play, so good you play good. mix when you're younger because it, you, it can be done because well, obviously body size is different now, yeah, I remember they used to have all these calls for weight classes when when children are that young because you have some of these really big kids who can just bully other kids around the field because they're just so more so much more advanced yeah but when you get to adulthood and and to where physical attributes really matter you have to draw a line somewhere you have to draw the line and see this is the real this is the hard thing i suppose like and i don't know like where our stance is but i see how do you how do you stop it because like if people are transitioning right and whatever our views are on it people are going to continue to transition it's going to happen right but but see then the thing is what do you do because like if you exclude them then you're a fucking you're a bigot you're you don't have to exclude anyone but that's what i'm saying like the idea would be you return to sex-based sports not gender-based sports so if you have a sex-based sport it's what you what your sex does because gender is very fluid we all know that now you can be whatever the fuck you want you can be 4.19 toaster who cares what you say you are you are what you say you are good on you but if it's sex based sports it preserves the equality and the fairness of the for for all female athletes you just you have to look and people go you're being ridiculous let's put let's put a wig on LeBron James and let him play in the WNBA right (laughs) let's 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 let Conor McGregor grow his nails out and let him fight women yeah let's let's put fucking let, let any you know what I mean let's get Sonny Bill Williams in some stockings and get him playing in the women's NRL it would be a fucking farce right but because it hasn't happened with one of these major major athletes yet it, it's still sort of it's not spoke about enough. There has to be another way around it. Do you know it's what's really, really funny? Though? Do you know? Do you know? What, do you know what I, I find really really incredible? The South you, Park episode where Randy is <laughs> savage. I mean, that is really fucking funny. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. Treat um, yourself. Treat but, yourself. Um, you never see it the other way around. You never, never see females going to males. You only see a male going to a female. You know why? Because well, it's fucking easy. Well, that's right. Because it, you can. Men can dominate women when it comes to sporting arena because of the power, the muscle, the muscle density is different, the sizing's different. You can easily see how um, a, a, a guy could dominate in women's sports, and you see it every day. The, the old adage, if it was truly equal, we'd play off the same colour golf tees, but we don't because there is things in nature that just occur. And if we're gonna, uh, if if people are going to be allowed to to swim as a woman and break every record known to fucking humankind, then how is that fair to all the other women that I've ever swam before? Well, it's not, is it? Like, It's not take, fair at you, all. You, you, you're pissing on what it means to be a woman. Yeah, but do they have to make their own sort of... Like, no. You, know, you are to, what you say you are, and I will respect you for what you say you are. You are whatever you want to be, but when it comes to the sporting arena, you, you compete in what sex you are. Yeah, but what if their sex is a female? 
It can't be. But the, the, sex yeah. and gender are two very different things. No, but no, but what I'm saying is, what if somebody's made the transition? They have literally the bits and everything. Well, this is where this, but but, but this is where the distinction is very very tough because it's like, okay, they're a full fledged female, right? Yes, absolutely, full fledged, completely. But they've lived their entire life with male testosterone, with all the the muscles developed and everything like that. So they're yeah. a fucking animal, but they've now got a vagina, and so technically they're a female, but they're not really. Do you know what I mean? Well, this do, is you have, do you have to do an XY chromosome test? Do you have to do, there has to be something because it's not fair. If I ever have a daughter and I come up with something like this, I'm going to blow up Deluxe. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, uh, I will too. But, but you, you can understand what I'm trying to say. I, I Absolutely. Don't know, I don't know where they start. I don't know where they stop because they've already made the... See, this is the thing, right? If they had a problem with it, they would have made a clear line in the sand at the start saying that this is right. I don't think anybody wants to because nobody wants to look like the bad guy in this world that we live in at the moment. Nobody's allowed to have an opinion that might hurt someone's feelings. Well, that's it. We live in a feelings society at the moment. Feelings get you fucking nowhere. Where you can't have a general conversation, you can't have a debate with anybody because everybody gets butt hurt. But do what I've done for the last 20 years, eat your feelings away. (laughs) Not now, mate. You're a changed man. You're in the gym. Um, I have been, actually. I've been training the house down. uh, Um, But nobody... Well, nobody in the sporting world, and especially in the public eye, has the gall to say, no, my sport won't be allowing this. Because, and it, it will come to the point, it will come to a point where it's either MMA or a really sort of vicious combat sport like AFL or rugby league, and someone gets really hurt, and then you're going to have to go, well, who's, that? who's for blame here? Who's to blame? Yeah, that, that's what it's going to take. So it, I think it'll be in in fighting, and and in fighting it, in my view, should never ever be allowed because that is, like, when when a male punches a female, it's different. That is different. Like, like I wouldn't like to be punched by Ronda Rousey, right? I can tell you right now. If Ronda Rousey punched me in the mouth, I guarantee she'd break my jaw. But I haven't trained my whole life to be punched in the mouth by Ronda Rousey. Exactly. If, if Ronda and Rousey was to fight Conor McGregor, she'd get her fucking head punched in. Yeah, she. yes, that's right. And so it's that's where it's going to get really bad. Someone will get legitimately hurt. Um, yeah, they'll get lit up, and they'll get lit up really fucking yeah, bad. Yeah, and it will look really bad, and then people will have the conversation well we should have put a, we should have stopped this earlier and all this crap and all the do-gooders will come out and say well they're transitioning well, you can't you've hurt their feelings and yeah and they're you know they're really uh, brave fuck and off I'm not brave <laughs> and look it's it's tough because I'm not saying that the people can't transition obviously like if, if they want to do that they're going to do that and that's fine like yes. I don't have a problem with anybody doing that but I think the distinction that we're trying to make here is that in Where's sport, the equality in the Where sporting the in the sporting world? Yes. it's not fair that no. somebody could just come in and take all the glory. It's it it is not right, and it's not no. ethically and morally right. No, and maybe that's where you ha- maybe that's the route you take. Is it morally correct for a person who's transitioned to be able to win every world record in female swimming in college? Morally, not really. No, I don't think it's a morally correct thing to do. Well, like you said, it just takes a dump on every single female that's ever come before him. And the thing with the thing with sport and. The thing that I love about sport is sport is a very inclusive arena for everybody. Men, women, children, people who are not able-bodied. It is for everybody, right? Like, there's people who run around playing blind cricket. Like, there's these amazing... Like, you've got the basketball, you've got the wheelchair, rugby. It's very inclusive. Sport is probably the most inclusive thing you can do, right? But 
it's also very distinct. So there has to be a category or there has to be a way to make this fair and equitable for the women who compete again because it's being the fairness is being stripped off you can you imagine coming up to the podium right or coming up to the blocks to dive into the water and you look over and you go last year i watched that person watch that girl swim against men and win well, how the know, fuck am i supposed to win do you know what this is and this is gonna this is gonna sound very very outlandish but, but bear with me and and, you, and i think you'll be able to understand what i'm trying to say this new fucking transitioning from male to female or competing in the female sporting world right so males competing in the female sporting worlds this is the new fucking uh, performance enhancing drug this Absolutely. is what it is this and is what the matrix cartoon come up with 25 is, years ago yeah, this is exactly what now in this day and age is the new fucking yeah. taking performance yeah. enhancing drugs is because you can't take that anymore because you'll get done so well, if you put steroids in your one, body what are you putting in your body what well, are you te- putting, you're putting testosterone in your body, technically, right? And the more mm-hmm. testosterone you have, the more the quicker you recover, the bigger you can get, the faster you can get at a shorter period of time. So of course. if we're testing testosterone in levels in the body, surely that would rule you out. Yes. Um, but that's what I'm saying. So I could be wrong. So these 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 males that are transitioning to females, they're getting so much of an advantage because they're, they've got extra strength, they're faster, they're quicker, yep. they're stronger. They're, and all. Imagine baseball you imagine and now i don't even think do females even play baseball they play softball they play softball exactly play softball. so was this guy gonna fucking underarm throw it at 100 miles an hour into someone's face well like, think about it like this right and women's sport has come leaps and bounds that i look at um the women's rugby league or the women's cricket right and to me it has a really similar feel and look to it as the early sort of 90s cricket it sort of like looks like yeah they still have jobs and stuff but they're really skillful players there's a really great base there that if they could just concentrate more on the sport not have to worry about life they'd get a hell of a lot better but if you put um elise rue uh, not elise, elise perry or <laughs> you put, um, elise um, um work, Alyssa bloody healy sorry Alyssa healy out in the middle to face up against Pat Cummins, she's going to get fucking killed. And you put uh, Elise Perry coming in to bowl at Pat Cummins, who's she's a fairly sharp bowler for a girl, but she bowls 110 kilometres an hour. David Warner's going to smash her out of the park. Yes, You know what I mean? It's such a distinct difference in power and speed that when you put a transitioned athlete in there, it takes... It gives the other team the entire advantage, and I yeah. do completely disagree with it. I don't care what people think of me. I just think it's it. it needs Look, to I agree, be but stamped I think, out. I think what we like I said at the start, well, start of the topic is that when you when you try when the world tries to be so equal, they create bigger ga- they, they create a bigger distance between themselves than what they are. So they're Absolutely. they're trying to make everything so fucking fair that you're actually making it unfair. And like so, for example, now have you seen what they? I think they. They've actually finally in tennis now starting to get paid like similar amounts of money or something like that, like with their right. But, but they're still paying only fucking two sets. So now they've got the money, like the money's increased for females, but they aren't paying the same amount as the males. So now it's equal for when they want it to be, but it's not equal. You know what I mean? Exactly right. And you look at like look at the WNBA for example. They always say like they they do the 
the wage comparison between the best WBA players and LeBron James and stuff like that. Mm. It it doesn't. They never take into account that the fact that the NBA brings in billions and billions and billions of dollars in TV ratings, and the WNBA barely brings in a hundred million. Yeah, I know. So of course the pay is going to be different, right? But that's not saying that it's a lesser product. It's what it's saying is it's just a smaller product at this stage. But if you start putting men in there, it's going to become a completely diluted product. It's not going to be. It's not going to be what it is. What made you think about it? I'd read an article about it today and it really gave me the shits. And yeah, I was thinking about how when I used to play indoor cricket, people would play mixed netball. I'm like, oh, that looks really fun. I'd like to play mixed netball. But it's mixed netball. You know what I mean? Netball's it's not, not really too. It's not a guy who's transitioned and has just literally wiped the floor with everything. Although when I played mixed fucker. netball, when I was playing, like, I played a few games with mixed netball and I played centre, those yeah. uh, those motherfuckers couldn't catch up with me. Every time I'd, I'd go from centre, bang, I was off. You ain't catching me. Exactly. So, you know, it's still it's still technically not fair either. Yeah. No, it's absolutely not fair. But, you know what, if, if if it was all completely equal, we would be able to have babies, and I guarantee you I could never have a baby. I wouldn't have the strength. So, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. do it. I couldn't do it. There's no way on earth I could have a baby. I'm not tough enough. No, nah, I, uh, I look at what Keely's going through right now, and again, it's no good. second time, it's... Uh, it's a nightmare. It's, it's yeah. It's hard on the body. Fucking like, but like the second if, time they take it a bit better, they do. Yeah, I agree. Like, uh, it, yeah. there's no way on earth I could have a baby, but I reckon, like, if me and Keely were to get in the boxing ring, my Keely, I reckon I'd touch her up. <laughs> she probably <laughs> reckons she could beat you up, though. Yeah, she does, but I could, I'd dance around her. I'd dance around her, clip, 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 clip. See you later. Little shuffle, mate. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali shuffle. Anyway, this has been a, a good one. I hopefully everything goes swell for you. I keep me in the loop. Yes, mate. Keep Bye me in the jazz. You. Say hello to Sona for me. I oh, well. um, I miss him. I miss him a lot. He misses you. Man. Um, if anyone goes to Man City, suck me balls. Support <laughs> base. Um, Noel Gallagher. Who is it? Noel Gallagher or Liam Gallagher that goes They're to Man City? Uh, yeah, both Gallagher's. They just don't great. talk to each other. They have great music though. Mate, fantastic um, music. Bloody. I'm going to go and put some Bepanthin on because I've got some chafe and that's the end of me. We've got a 12-hour turnaround. Well, it's probably less than that right now, but oh, we shit. know. Ripping in a tarot. Yes, I mate. Don't want, I don't want thirsty. Well, Cobber, keep me in the loop. I might do one with the big trigger any next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. I reckon, I reckon we'll get one more in. But here we yeah, go. fucking shit, yeah, Cobber. All right, fellas. Right, mate. Hooroo. Talk to you. See you, mate. Hooroo.